This is SAFM Sport. Yep, playing you a sports story. She has just completed the Dakar 2023 Malimoto. I hope that's how you say it. Coming second in the women's classification, 12th in the Malimoto and 71st overall. Who is she? She's Kirsten Luntman, professional off-road and hard enduro rider. Kirsten, thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So before you even tell me, is it Malemoto? Exactly as you said it, Malemoto. You've ah. got the French accent. Well done. Jeez, something's <laughs> going right today. So, Kirsten, hard enduro. What the hell is hard enduro? So hard enduro is just extreme enduro. So you're in your bike, out in the mountains, navigating through crazy, some terrain that you wouldn't even be able to walk up. And we ride through it, you know, between a 90 to 160 kilometers a day. You know, some when it, when I when I say hard, I mean mountain bike races are faster than some of our extreme enduro races. Yeah. Some of my races are average ten kilometers an hour over six to eight to ten ten hours of riding. So, so are you on a, are you on a motorbike? Correct, on a motorbike. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Off road motorbike. Just describe that landscape for us exactly where it is, and um, because you've been. Completing it in, I mean, the Dakar rally does not, in fact, take place in Dakar. It it's, it's no. takes place in a variety of other countries as well. Tell us about that. So um, the Paris-Dakar originates back to 45 years ago when it did start, started in Paris and yeah. finished, in, finished in Dakar in Senegal. And over the years, you know, with war and then, you know, countries being able to afford having the Dakar in it, it's changed from the first the first, what they call it, the first segment of Dakar being Africa, then it went to Africa, then it went to uh, South America Brazil, for the yeah. last 10 years, and then now for the last, since 2020, it's been in Saudi Arabia. Um, so now it's just solely in Saudi Arabia, we kind of don't have the cross-borders adventure side of things. But yeah, you are racing, well, this last one that I did was uh, 14 stages, we did just short of 9,000 kilometers, and you're na- navigating solely off a road book, a road map. Yeah. Um, where you uh, have long road section liaisons, then you have racing stages in the desert, and then you've got another lo- long road section to get you back to the bivouac. The bivouac moves around. I mean, our bivouac, which is like the race city, uh, changed about six to seven times over the 14 stages. Um, so you set enough camps, taking down camps, um, and yeah, it's just this massive race village of close from 3,500 to 6,000 people with fully Jeez. occupating working hospitals in it. Uh, the organization is incredible um, and, and, you know, it's from a safety side, they're really good. And it's, you look, cars, bikes, trucks, side by side. They have classic, classic Dakar back this year. So um, it is the most incredible, you know, I keep saying to people, I can't explain it to you. You have to come and experience it. I mean, it's the, it's, 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 a, it's a, yes, the race is incredible, but the organization, how they move a race village within to all those different locations across 9,000 kilometers across Saudi Arabia is unbelievable. So it's not, I mean, it's not like you going back to the same place every night. Every night they set up camp for three to 6,000 people. In the morning they deconstruct the camp, move on, set it up at the next point on the map. So how Dakar works, organizers, so that we have everything there. You've got ablution, showers, of course, you know, you've got a food hall that does nearly 9,000 meals a day, 24-hour food hall. Um, they have three bivouacs at a time. So they'll, the one you'll be in, the next one that you're going to, and the yeah. next one that they're setting up, and they're rotating three bivouacs the whole time. It's, 
it's incredible what they do and, and, and what they put together, the size of the mass. This bivouac, I'm not talking like, it's not a few hundred meters. It's like two kilometers by three kilometers. That's Jeez. how big this, this yeah. place is. And they've got 14 helicopters running around with uh, TV crew and medics and Oh, uh, the you, 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 just... talk, you talk about the medics and the um, the hospitals that are in the in in the bivouacs. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about the kind of uh, I suppose one could say damage one could do to oneself uh, doing a rally of this sort. Dakar is the hardest um, rally in the world for for anyone. All two wheels, four wheels, trucks, cars, um, and the most dangerous. Because it's it's got really high speeds, um, you know, and also it's you got that that tax of to- of fatigue over a few days, so you know it becomes risky in the sense that guys fall asleep while they're riding and driving, um, you know, and also they push into the limits because all these guys here are the best in the world, and then you get the the guy like or the lady like me who's just coming here to live the dream, and um, you know we racing it is it's a dangerous sport, um, yeah. you know, uh, motorsport is dangerous. Um, and then you've got the the harsh harshness of of dealing with really technical riding, and you know you've got weather coming into play. You've got heat. You say Saudi Arabia's cold. Eh? It's winter now there. So um, really, most of most of our Dakar's really cold. It, now I went there. I did twenty twenty. I went there very ignorant, thinking, oh, it's going to be hot. Oh my gosh! I mean, some of the mornings we started this last Dakar was two degrees and rain. Yeah, I mean, I mean don't, Saudi Arabia gets seven days. Rain, rain in the yeah. desert must be horrendous. Rain. I mean, no, fabulous no, for the not. desert, but like... <laughs> but this wasn't just like a sprinkle. We had torrential rain. We, we were riding through rivers in the deck, uh, in the middle of the desert. You're in the dunes and there's just rivers flowing. I, I was like, this can't be happening. But it was... <laughs> it, it did. We literally had everything thrown at us at this Dakar. I mean, it was an exceptionally hard Dakar. And, and rumor has it around the bivouac with what guys that had done so many Dakars saying that this is one of the hardest Dakars they've ever done. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. So the so going back to your question on 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 the organisation and the hospitals and the setup, it's just mind blowing. I mean, wow. So yeah. um, I suppose this is a kind of weird question, but but I'm always interested in what the environmental impact of of a race like this yeah. would be. Are they do they take that into account? What's the deal there? So. The uh, uh, Frenchies are like the Catonians, you know, the Europeans. They're very pushing on the whole environmental thing. You know, they Dakar wants to go green by 2030. They're pushing their whole 2030 green. And that's when they are, I mean, the development within motorsports, all the cars are going, these hybrid cars. I mean, like Audi were out there with their, with their, their e-tron, which was oh, wow. half petrol-powered, battery-powered, and the thing sounded like a spaceship. It's incredible. Yeah. So they are introducing that where they actually want, when they say go green, yes, the organization wants to run off of completely solar-powered um, kind of green, and then the cars, that's where they're trying to push for, where they, the battery-powered cars. And I don't know, that's going to take a lot of time in terms of development, Yeah. especially for motorbikes, racing motorbikes that are battery-powered. I mean, how are you going to have a bike that's going to last 960 k's in the desert yeah. with enough battery power? So, you know, it's... Anything's possible. I mean, look at look at how we've advanced over yeah. the years. So I'm definitely not counting it out. I think my children will probably be racing on battery-powered bikes at last <laughs> forever. So, you know, they're yeah. pushing for it. They're big on it. They're um, promoting it. I mean, they talk, talk about it throughout the whole of Dakar. Um, all the, they're very, very good on terms of, you know, recycling your oil while out there. They have recycle stations out there. Um, wow. So they, 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 they're pushing it. It's the future. Yeah. And, um, 
it's it's definitely a change. And if you want to change, make a big change, you've got to do it at a on a world stage like the Dakar Rally. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In closing, you are on the world stage, and you have come second in the women's classification, twelfth in the Malemoto, and seventy first overall. I mean, these are really really good numbers. Do you feel like uh, you've have you reached your goals, or are you just still going for number one? Um. You know, I think I've got a different mindset in terms of, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm a, not a bad rider. I'm not the fastest rider because, you know, riding fast comes with risks. And I've had so many accidents over my career. Um, you know, I'm more of the rider to get to the finish and go there for the experience. Um, yes, I can go fast. But, I mean, in a race like that, with, when you've seen accidents all around you and, and such a high risk of accidents and there's so many chances where you come across where you nearly crash. You know, I'm, that's why I entered Malimoto. I want the experience. I want to show the world, you know, the experience and, and what I went through. And um, for me, finishing is more important. Yes, I mean, I, I, mean, I would love to be yeah. to win, but I, think, I don't think I have that mindset to go out there and race um, at yeah. those speeds. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm the experience, experience gainer where I want yeah. to just live, live for the experience and, and do all these different things. You know, like I've done so much in my career and I want to just keep doing different things and not saying I will go back to Dakar. Um, yeah. But to go back and win, you know, that's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsten, you've, you've done extraordinarily well. And thank you so much for a fascinating insight into something some of us will never get to experience. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Kirsten Lundman, she's a professional off-road and hard enduro rider, just completed the Dakar 2023 in Saudi Arabia. Sounds completely fascinating.